Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and I wanted to make a quick video to discuss vacuuming in PostgreSQL. And uh, I'm going to talk about two vacuuming procedures in, in, in Postgres, which is the normal vacuum and the full vacuum. But in order to understand what vacuum is, let's go through what really happened when I basically do some DMLs in my Postgres database. I insert a row, I delete a row, and I update. So when we insert a new row in a table, we mark that row with some metadata. It says, okay, this transaction that I just started actually is the creator of that row. There is a number for that transaction. And when we commit that transaction, we just basically move on, right? If I create another transaction and I create another row, we mark it also as this new transaction and we move on. So now I have two rows on my table. If I go and delete row two, what really happens is we don't physically delete that row from the disk. We just mark that tra uh, the, the row to says, okay, this transaction has actually deleted this row. So if you think about it, every row has uh, like a minimum to a maximum lifespan. It's called a, a, a T min and a T max, or a, I believe it's called a X min and X max, right? Which is the transaction that actually minimum is what, which transaction created that row and T max or X max is which transaction has actually deleted that row, right? And that's how Postgres works. Now, this row, why do we do that? For two reasons. The main reason is because some transactions for isolations, whatever, we talked about isolation, check out the video right here, isolation asset. All transaction might still need to actually look at the row in its deleted state because to those transactions, to all those old transactions, those rows, this row still exists, so it needs to read it. So that's why it can actually look at the row even if it's uh, actually deleted, right? The newer transaction will see those rows as deleted. What happened when I update row one? Remember, so row two is deleted, row one is still active. If I update it, this is the most expensive thing, in my opinion, Postgres. So 
Update is the most expensive operation in Postgres. When we update a row in Postgres, we actually delete it and then create it again in its new state. So row one was updated and that means what happened, the new transaction actually, the T max, right, the maximum transaction will be set as this, as myself, which is the one I deleted the row. And then I'm gonna go ahead and insert a new row with its new state as me, right? The new transaction that I did. So that's how an old transaction can look at the old rows in its old state, right? So that's how we can look at using this uh, xmin versus xmax, so transaction minimum, transaction maximum. All right, so imagine having a table with all this garbage going on, editing, deleting, editing, deleting, updating, inserting. So you'll end up with a lot of this dumb dead tuples or dead rows. What do you do? Vacuum is the solution. So there are two types of vacuuming. Vacuuming in Postgres, the first one is, it just goes and so okay, this is the deleted row, right? Let me look at the maximum, at the minimum and the maximum transactions. These are the, between anything between those transactions can see these deleted rows. Let's see, are there any transactions between minimum and maximum that are actually alive? Well, no. Just go ahead and just free up that space, right? That's the normal vacuum. Free up that space so Postgres know to reuse that allocation and disk. So that vacuuming operation does not release that space back to the disk. So if you looked at your Postgres space, you'll still see that this disk space is allocated for Postgres. It will not release it back to the operating system to be reused by something else. In order to actually physically defragment, release everything to disk, and refragment the, the pages so they can reorder, you need to do full vacuum. And full vacuum is expensive. Why? Because it needs to actually establish an exclusive lock on the table so no one can actually perform any edits while the vacuuming in process. The normal vacuum, you can do it even if someone is editing. That's normal, totally normal. Because we're not really changing the physical appearance of the, of the disk in a in a structure, right? So we can do, normally do that. So that's full uh, vacuum, uh, full vacuum. And then there's something called vacuum full with analyze where let's recalculate the stats of the table. Let's see how the table looks like, how many rows, so that we can optimize our queries with, with, um, as, as queries uh, are, are performed. There's something I forgot to mention, which is uh, called auto-vacuuming. Auto-vacuuming is just a normal vacuum, but is done by the operating system. So you're gonna need to worry about this when you essentially uh, just worry about how often the auto-vacuuming is running because it can take from your CPU usage when it's actually uh, your transit, when you have high load transactions. All right, that's it for me today. What do you guys think about vacuuming? I'm gonna see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome, goodbye.